Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew members of the Sturge dealt with the fallout of their... What, let's call it a, what it is, a mutiny against their first mate. After dealing with that, they found the location of the buried treasure between the stones depicting a golden god and other words from the ancients. They were then beset upon by a pack of goblins which they quickly dispatched of before descending back down the hill or cliffside and made their way back to the Sturge. It was not without its plight, however. They saw a looming ship in the distance, as well as some clouds that scared Zemlern quite a bit. But having decided what to do and what their story should be, the crew made their way back on to the top of the Sturge, where they will now try to explain themselves as to what happened on the island. Let us find out whether the crew can talk their way out of this one in Chaotic Normal. The Shattered Isles. Can we assume that we pulled the chest out? Yeah, the chest was pulled up, yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <clears throat> no, I would oh, go ahead, Zelman. Uh, I gotta get to my. I, I'm going to my station. <laughs> I, I leave. Uh, <laughs> you you leave without the second mate giving you the uh, chance to leave. I run to my. I I gotta help. I gotta. Yeah, I leave. <laughs> uh, you rush off uh, immediately. The second mate is now hostile to your group. Uh, it's going to be a DC 20 to persuade him of anything now uh, as Phil rushes off. The rest of you, he like uncoils the whip. You'll answer me right now. Where is Estrid? And you see in his worry or anger, you're not quite sure what it is, maybe fear of the oncoming black sails. Uh, he is uh, struggling hard to keep his composure. Where is Estrid? <laughs> I dropped the goblin in front of his feet. I'm not going to say I'm not a good a, talker. A bloody goblin corpse at his feet. He looks at it with shock. Does anyone take advantage of that shock? She's dead. Rebecca. Yeah, she was killed by goblins. We were... Uh, they jumped out at us, out us as we were digging up the treasure. Is this your big story? <laughs> 
For is that the level of help you give? Is this the big <laughs> fucking story that so you hyped up the whole time? Celeste, no, so, you no call... Celeste has a much better story. She can tell it. <laughs> so Celeste, you call Rubert's story into question, so he would have had disadvantage no, if he shares like, it. It's it's a mutter. It's like a low like. What? All right, I'll let you attempt a stealth check to see if it was overheard or not. DC is 15. Yeah, a 14. <laughs> Celeste, you do give disadvantage to Rubert as attempts to tell the story as you mock it. Rubert defers to you and says you have a much better story to share about what happened. What do there, you share, Celeste? It's not a story. It's what the stars foretold and what the stars happened. She died in battle. Goblins attacked us. <laughs> And she got hit. <laughs> that is the same story. Does anyone uh, add it's anything to lend story. her to lend advantage? No, we got the treasure out. That's what counts. Yeah, yeah. And I try to add on, like, do we do we have time for this? There's a there's a pirate on the horizon. We need to get out of here. Anyone? All right. So uh, I want to say plus two for reminding of the emergency, plus five for having brought the treasure, and plus five for the goblin as proof. Uh, no one's lending you advantage, but it's going to be a charisma deception check, uh, Celeste, at plus 12 in addition to your normal bonus because of all the features all right. you did accomplish. And this would be way better if Rubert was making it with his plus 5 to, chariz- uh, to deception. Oh, this is petty. I love it. Oops. I rolled a 13, so plus what? Uh, it's plus two for Jules pointing out the urgency, plus uh, five for uh, Zelnern pointing out or uh, dropping the goblin body, and plus five for having brought the treasure. So plus 12. 25. So thanks to all of the evidence and the urgency that you brought, uh, the, ca- uh, the, the second mate hears this and uh, doesn't uh, suspect you all in the immediacy. He might vet your story in the future and discover your uh, dishonesty. But in the immediacy, he looks taken aback. And then uh, his fear for the uh, ship on the horizon is replaced with a fear of Captain Laskalar. He looks over at the captain and then back at you, a sweat on his face. And he says, well, I'm not going to be the one to tell the captain. You tell him that news. Go talk to the captain. Just the thing you asked him for, uh, or you told him you were going to do, he tells you to go talk to the captain right now. And and he shuffles off to give orders to other people. You could listen to the second mate and go talk to the captain, or you could go do something else if you'd like. There's no one here to enforce it. No, I want to go talk to the captain. (laughs) All right. Uh, so, or no, sorry, Celeste wants to. So it's Celeste. <laughs> yeah. Story. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say at first, mate. I'm doing my regular duties. Off. I will. I will take the. No, time. I. No, I had the shitty story of her being attacked by goblins. You had the much better story of <laughs> her sorry. being attacked by goblins. You had a song. <laughs> you had a great bard song with a guitar going, and you stuttered it out. This was you not the best time to pull out my loot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have to have the perfect environment. And then I like storm off. <laughs> All right. So uh, Celeste is stormed off. Did you storm off towards the captain or to like go to your uh, regular duties? To the captain. All right. Uh, 
Rubert, frustrated mm-hmm. with the uh, this prima donna, uh, do you uh, the prima donna uh, with uh, so Rubert, as you're frustrated with this, uh, Jules and Zelnern are with you. Phil's stepped off to his regular duties, hoping to avoid con- the con- the consequences. Uh, do the three of you, Jules, Zelnern, and Rubert, work out some idea of what you're going to say to the captain, or do you go straight yes. towards him? Okay, I I will give them more elaborate story of her being heroic and sacrificing herself. <laughs> I think we're gonna need all that. Is that okay? I'm sorry. I I just want to make sure that's okay with Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I think Celeste left, but yeah, uh, you see, yeah you're just... talking to nobody right now, so. <laughs> Celeste has already made it to the quarter deck, although the first mate, or not the first mate, the quartermaster who's moved to grab the wheel uh, is has yanked her over to consult on charts, uh, insisting she grabs her deck. Um, and uh, the four or the three of you, uh, do you head off towards the captain? Mm-hmm. If so, uh, Phil, you've returned to your duties, which normally are like swabbing the poop deck and uh, like bailing out the uh, leaks in the bottom of the Sturge, which is kind of a constant thing to work the, uh, oh, what's it called? The pump. There's a word for the pump. but uh, Bilge pump? Bilge pump, yes. Uh, And it's a shitty, grimy work. So you head down there where you find that there is already a task force. One of the uh, below deck mates uh, is ordering people in the dark of the ship uh, into the bilge pump to start turning uh, while you hear rowers working all around, uh, laboring as they've stuck their row oars out through the uh, ports that most ships would use as gunnel or as uh, gun ports, and are using these long row oars to pull the ship, adding a bit of speed. Uh, you realize if you get spotted by a second mate or by this like mate uh, below deck you'll likely be uh, ordered to take up a seat on an oar, which is back-breaking, miserable work that you'll be sat at for eight hours. Are you willing to suffer that fate, or do you try to hide? So I had an idea for one of my magical tinkering items, um, and one of the abilities of it is I can provide... Let me see if I can read it really quick. The object continuously emits an... Oh, no, hold on. I apologize. The object sheds a bright light in a five-foot radius and a dim light for an additional five feet. So can I maybe, like, flip a switch on my goggles to, like, get a little bit of light in here by the bilge to kind of help them out? It's like a reverse night vision goggles that the goggles shine light? Yeah. (laughs) I like it. And um, I'm going to do that until they can kind of get situated, and then afterwards I will sit down for this uh, back-breaking work to okay. um, try and lessen the blow and kind of right. like stick to our story of the cat yeah. or of the first mate dying. So you don't make any effort to hide from the labor. Uh, the no. Bilge, yeah. And the, uh, the, the below deck mate actually quickly uh, finds you and uh, insists he needs you uh, on the, uh, on the oars. But then he notices this light and that it's giving the bilge pump people something to actually see by, uh, and instead orders you onto the bilge pump. So you take up one of the spokes and start pushing it. Your knee, or you're up to your, like, uh, probably, like, ankles in water in here. Is it, like, dirty water? Like, bilge, nasty water? It's nasty water. 
So I'm still limping from him dropping the chest on my uh, my foot, and let's say let's hold that for a a, a foot infection later, so I can right. get a peg leg. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you also, while you're in here in the bilge pump uh, below deck, you do notice that there is a large hose made of cloth used for basically pumping this water uh, up onto deck to put out fires in the incident that the ship does catch fire. Uh, okay. Basically, a fire hose that uses the water that floods into the bottom of this deck, um, and you start working it as uh, the ship's rapidly taking on water because it is a poorly maintained boat because Captain Lascalar sucks. Uh, and uh, as you uh, start working that, uh, and Celeste up on deck, you were headed towards the captain when the quartermaster, a completely bald man uh, who is. Uh, clearly takes more than his fair share of the uh, uh, of the spoils um, based on the uh, glamour of his clothing and the like girth of him compared to the rest of the crew uh, he quickly snaps his fingers at you in a demanding way and says you you you're the one they say has the deck right you're the fortune teller Come on, quickly, quickly I'm not over a here. Fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call yourself, I need you over here. What? Right, so, uh, he unrolls the maps and he says, You daft, you know how to read one of these. Yeah, I know how to read that. Uh, you look at the maps and you see that it is a C chart. Uh, make a survival check to identify, or, yeah, survival check. 17. Uh, you realize this is d- depicting the very large uncharted areas of the kind of north uh, west portion of the Shattered Isles. Out past the vents, a ring of uh, volcanic mountains, uh, mountainous islands, and uh, out towards the areas where even uh, the uh, uh, the lands or like the free port of the black alchemists uh, is uh, it's showing the map of that area is the kind of coordinates here out where uh, the, a massive reef uh, undead reef. That's right. An undead uh, coral reef is said to rest uh, beneath the waves. And as you look at the uh, maps, uh, the captain points at it and he says, I need you to use your fortune telling. What's the weather going to be like in this quadrant? And he highlights, sorry, not the captain, the quartermaster. Tell me, what's the weather going to be like here? And he starts uh, gesturing to a point in the um, map. I point at it and I will. I just say, well, you see, it's like the one of stars, a new discovery and the coming of unexpected things. So and keep that me- in mind for the weather. <laughs> Do you have any magic that can actually help you on this? Or are you just so confident in your own uh, fortune readings that you are telling him what's I don't, happening? I don't need magic. The stars have given me a blessing. And I see omens in every event. So the stars just guide us and all we have to do is listen. All right. Uh, so you are working with the <coughs> quartermaster. Telling I also kind him, of look up to see where the captain went. Cause that uh, cool. You see that the captain is still uh, on deck, but he, the quartermaster doesn't seem to be willing to let you go. At this point, uh, Rubert, uh, Jules, and Zelnern step onto the, the quarter deck and uh, approach the captain. You want to pull off and join them, Celeste, but the quartermaster in- keeps asking you about different channels. He asks you about Pestiland, which is the home of the Black Alchemists. He asks you about the Azure Stand 
land and about the channel of drowned honor uh, and about the repassage and keeps asking you about different places, what the weather will be, what the uh, forecasts will be, insisting as though you know this off the top of your head based on his perception of you as a fortune teller. Um, I just keep drawing cards and I keep yeah. explaining to him what the stars are saying. And uh, as I'm seeing in the video here, uh, Rubert, you walk by and give her a little wave, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so clearly acknowledging that she's caught up. So Jules, Zellner, and Rubert, you approach Captain Lascalar, uh, who turns as you approach and says, took you long enough, Estrid. Uh, and he says this as he folds his eyeglass uh, in and turns uh, to face you all, or the three of you. He looks confused at the lack of first mate Estrid and immediately asks, where is the first mate? <clears throat> it, is a, it is a tragic tale. As we were looking for the treasure, we found the, the map that she so carefully guided us to up up the steep cliff top on the ropes and uh as we were digging we were beset by a pack of goblins they were uh, the strongest goblins i've perhaps ever seen in my life they wore these decorated masks that i believe we have an example of uh, i uh, have J- those <laughs> i think jules grabbed one too sure <laughs> <laughs> i thought i would like <laughs> <laughs> I think we were. I think we were looting. We were looting all over the place. Mm. I got but, a feather uh, at least. They attacked us with these, and I hold out the uh, arrow. Yes, they, they were cunning and used tactics I have never seen in such such barbaric beings. But the uh, Estrid, the, she so valiantly sacrificed herself and stepped in the way of an arrow as as uh, we were digging and. Uh, she was unfortunately felled. It was tragic, but we managed to dig the treasure in her name. So, Rubert, you've prepped this story uh, already. You spent a good hour prepping oh, sorry. it. sorry, I gonna... also pull out my lute and sing the song, because now seems like a very appropriate time. <laughs> uh, Rubert, I'll uh, let you have advantage for prepping this. Uh, go ahead and make a deception check with advantage. The rest uh, of barely made it out with our lives as I, we can he can see that we're all bleeding yeah uh and yeah for the fact that zelnern and jules are pretty we uh bloodied uh, i'm gonna give I'm another still bloodied plus, too oh all of you are i'm gonna give you a plus five for yeah, the example of your bodies uh the body example that you are so another plus two sir or plus five plus five oh. yeah because you're all okay. beat to crap so advantage plus five on your deception Ooh, 18 plus 10, 28. Wow. Uh, Captain Lascalar looks at you as he hears this story. He looks all, he looks very skeptical as you say Estrid sacrificed herself to save Scrubwatch. <laughs> uh, and uh, then looks, uh, and it seems the only thing really distracting him is the treasure in Zelnern's hands. Uh, he sees that chest and uh, as he sees that you found the treasure, he says, Ah, and at least this fight given us proper plunder then. And in the worst, oh. that treasure will at least give Captain Galdir out there a reason not to sink us with her cannons. He lies the treasure. You ain't opened it yet, have you? We have not. Oh, that would be a betrayal of the pirate code. Oh, 
Um, poet is important. He looks at you, wondering if that's a jab. Did you mean it as a jab? No, I did. Okay. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was definitely kind of sarcastic. If you jabbed, you jabbed Astrid, you would totally jab him. Oh, for sure. Uh, the captain says, treasure left on an island is treasure free to be taken. Uh, that's why we've gone to here. That treasure should be spent on fine weapons, fine clothes, and palatial estates. Uh, he then looks at you all and says, uh, and uh, yells at the quartermaster, Stop wasting your time with that girl! Over here, quickly, quartermaster! I need you to take this treasure to my cabin. We might need to be bartering with it later. Uh, and as he uh, shouts at the treasure, uh, the quartermaster who abandons you, Celeste, immediately wrapping up the charts and keeping them with himself, uh, he shouts at someone else, not you, to take the wheel and then returns to the captain where uh, Zelner, the quartermaster, walks towards you and immediately tries to take the treasure from you. Do you fight him on this? No, I give it to him, but I kind of like weigh it down so he feels like it's really heavy and I look stronger. The quartermaster <laughs> takes the XP away from you. You get no experience for the treasure. It is not yours to claim anymore. Uh, it, and as you feel the power of this treasure lost and all of its buying power, its influence, uh, take it away from you. The quartermaster takes it and starts heaving it down below deck uh, into the captain's cabin. Uh, captain I Lask. Walk, I walk up and I look at Rubert and I say, nice job first, mate. <laughs> But I uh, say it quiet enough that the captain doesn't hear. Uh, you can attempt a deception to see if that's true. Oh. Or a stealth check. No, you do have to. I need you to make a charisma st- uh, stealth check to see if it's quiet. 14. Uh, fortunately, the captain does not hear. However, Lascalar looks at the, uh, rest of, uh, the rest of you and says, We may need in all hands that we can have right now. You f- Four, are you five? No, four. Get below deck, since apparently the other scrub watch you went with uh, died in the process. The four of you get below deck and get yourselves on oars. You may have done well by bringing the uh, treasure back, but it won't be worth not if uh, if Captain Goldier catches us. You'll be the first she chooses to have eaten by that dragon she keeps below deck. So uh, the captain orders you to the back-breaking work of the rows, or, or of the oars. Do you try to protest, or do you uh, acquiesce to the captain's orders? I acquiesce to his request. I don't want to do that. I don't either. Is there are a you, way? Go ahead. Are you sure we could not be of any help up here? We were very capable in fighting off the goblins and bringing the treasure. He points back to the uh, ship and he says, At the, if we can get the proper speed, that ship won't be on us until morning at least. And it's currently like midday, late afternoon. We'll have till morning. Once you've worked an entire night of rowing, then I'll have you sleep maybe an hour. And then you'll be grabbing swords and bows to fight them off before they're on us. That is, unless we can get... Well, where we're going don't really matter. But you be uh you be getting bound below deck now, you hear? I be hearing no protest on this. Or what? His eyes squint. Are you mutinying against me? I'll have you thrown overboard with your throat slit. We're in battle here. 
there are maybe 40 other sailors on board. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is there, I look over, can I see where the quartermaster went to see if I can go, like, help him? For, like... uh, he's already disappeared down below deck, but you know where the captain's quarters are. They're right below the uh, uh, quarter deck that you're on right now. So, Rubert, how do you respond to the direct question of if you're mutinying on him uh, with the assurance that your throat will be slit and tossed overboard and there are 40 other sailors loyal to uh, Captain Lascalar on board? It was merely a rhetorical question, of course. I will be... (laughs) I'm happy to help. Uh, The captain says... Damn right you are, scrub watch. If you ever want to be pulled up below the bilges, you'll keep up behavior like that. Um, and you, as you hear the captain say that, sneering at you, you realize, even though you brought the treasure back, he still doesn't give a shit about you. That wasn't enough for him. I don't like him. Uh, is that what you say in front of him, or as you're oh. walking off to the rows? <laughs> All right, so if no one protests further, you descend below deck to the oars. Can I go try to walk down to the captain's quarters to, like, kind of, like, buddy up with a quartermaster? Um, so the captain has ordered you to row. You know that if you get caught uh, not following his orders, you'll be at the least lashed. Uh, but as he's just threatened, have your throat slit and thrown overboard. So you could attempt that, but if somebody notices that you're derelict in your duties, you may be mute, uh, killed for mutiny. Is it something How? you're still interested in doing? Mm, no, nah, it sounds too hard at the moment. <laughs> it does seem like a bad moment to be socializing. Uh, not socializing, it's strategizing. So the four of you move reluctantly below deck, uh, down past what should be a gunnery deck, and then down even further, not quite to the uh, uh, down to the level with the bilges and the oars, and as you get down there, you actually spot Phil is uh, already down here uh, rowing. Uh, or like, uh, not rowing, uh, pushing the bilge pump in the back. Um, and as you uh, uh, get down here, though, um, your feet kind of sink like up to like ankle deep in the water that sloshes around down here. Uh, and however, before the uh, before the uh, below deck uh, like lieutenant basically can uh, get, uh, shout any orders to you, you bump into and nearly run into the uh, the ship's doctor. He is a tall and powerfully built Monmaji man. Uh, this is a human man of the Monmaji people. Uh, the ship's doctor, Leo Hacksaw Calve, uh, is an imposing figure that would make even pit fighters of Zilconis flinch. But in truth, the man is a gentle giant who cares deeply for his crew. Um, and as soon as he bumps into you, he uh, notices the scratches, the wounds on you, uh, and starts shaking his head and like making tisk-tisk sounds. And he says, absolutely not. You're not coming down here. No, that is not happening. With those scratches and those wounds, you'll have filth fever in a moment. No. The four of you, the three of you look, no, four of you look battered and beaten. I'm having you up above deck. I'm having you in beds for rest. Do you hear me? I'm stitching those wounds. I'll hear no protest to it. All uh, right. Do you, does, Doc- uh, do you listen to the orders. captain or the uh, doctor? Doctor's orders. 
Uh, he uh, smiles a broad white toothed smile at you that contrasts pretty strongly with his like dark skin in the basement or in like the below deck light here. Uh, and he says, "Exactly, those pirates outside aren't going to be or aren't going to just suddenly teleport next to us. We're both sailing with the wind, and with any luck, the surge is faster. Huh? Uh, they'll not be on us until sunrise at least. You'll have plenty of time to rest and row before then. Now get yourselves to the uh, mess hall." That's doctor's orders. He smiles at Rubert for that. Um, and then asks, are you the only four that made it back from the island? I know, or I guess we know that uh, Finnegan's back and came back to the, to- the oh. crow's nest about a few hours ago. Only the <laughs> four of you make it, or is Estrid up on deck? Uh, Estrid sadly did not make it. He doesn't yes. seem too worried uh, about that. And uh, says, maybe that means a few less stitches I'll have to apply. <laughs> Did uh, I, I glanced over at Phil? Does he look like he got hurt at all? Phil did take a spear. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm limping too. I'm fucked yeah, up. Uh, I'm gonna problems. I'm gonna try to throw Phil a bone and say, uh, yeah, Phil over there actually just came back too. I think he's pretty beat up. Uh, Leo Hacksaw Calve looks over at you, uh, Phil, and uh, says, "You got beat up. Come on, get out of there." And as the uh, the below ship lieutenant tries to say, no, I need him working the bilge pump. There's an argument between the two officers. Uh, one of them pulls rank and insists, like the doctor insists you come out of there. Uh, I really like Leo. Like I, um, I, I think that I like built a, build a rapport with him and maybe even thought, man, this is the guy that we'd want on our crew in the future. But uh, I'm too wigged out. Because I think we're all going to get killed, so I want to stay down here. I wonder that you make a persuasion check to stay down here as the captain is ordering you to, or the doctor is ordering you to rest. I got a nine. Uh, The doctor will hear none of it. You can tell he gets frustrated as you uh, tell him no, but more in like a parent trying to get a child to go to bed and less like the captain threatening to slit your throat. So it doesn't seem like he's going to force you, but it's very clear he thinks this is the best thing for you to do. And actually, sorry, he does say, if you don't do it, uh, I'll drag you there myself and have you and have you force-fed by one of these. Uh, so he does seem like he's going to force you. Okay, I'm going to make him have to force me then, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm doing everything in my power that I don't want to get in trouble with the captain. Uh, he... Uh, the doctor calls for Zellnern's assistance in uh, dragging uh, Phil up to the mess hall. Or the mess so I, I shouldn't say everything in my power. I ham it up like, oh, no, I need to stay. And then the moment that Zell grabs me, I immediately. Phil, Thanks, I know we want to do everything we can to help the captain. And this is what we can do. We need to heal <laughs> our bodies slow and steadily. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, Zellner, you kind of escort, uh, escort Phil uh, under the super, uh, the supervision of uh, of Leo Calve or Hacksaw Calve, uh, and the the imposing man uh, gestures you are shepherds you all up towards the mess deck, basically the small. Uh, quarters where the crew can eat. Uh, it's also where the officers sleep in hammocks, so it's the nicest part, that is to say, not underwater like the uh, below deck uh, crew rooms that you sleep in that you can't even stand in, but it's still not great. It's like partitioned with cloth. Um, 
but it's got a few round tables in it, and it's near here is where the uh, uh, like uh, kitchen, so to speak, is. In fact, it's in this chamber. Uh, when I say kitchen, though, it's literally like a stove and like jars or like barrels of salt pork and the uh, stove is used to boil water for the salt pork to go into and then you get to eat warmed up salt pork and then the salt fat is used to swab the deck and you're not allowed to eat it because the uh, doctor or the uh, doctor warns that that's how you get spring fever uh, scurvy Um, so you only get the boiled waterless or saltless, uh, fatless pork. Uh, yes, uh, Phil. Can I? I just want to retcon one thing. I want to yeah. have left my goggles down there with the oh, bilge guys the so they can lit- see. That's really yeah. nice of you. Oh, you win some favor with the crew. Uh, the cap or the doctor uh, orders you all to sit and rest. Tells you to, uh, if you feel sleep taking you or the ability to sleep to uh, go and get some rest below deck. He'll tell the captain that your uh, that the crew you all needs this rest uh for in case that ship comes you'll be rowing for hours anyways he says so you better rest first uh but at that point uh leo starts stitching your wounds and uh asking uh although no one has some anything too grievous except for uh jules um and he makes quick work of it uh hacksaw is a uh unfairly earned name he has very gentle hands and your uh, wounds are stitched up really quickly and as he goes he says this must have been quite the wound was it an arrow or there's a few <laughs> <laughs> uh he sees the other scar and he sees all like the blood tattoos traced across you and like looks at them and says i'm not the one to ask or impose but uh and like j- looks at them as if suggesting he is asking to understand the red tattoos that decorate your body i kind of try to evade it oh, oh, oh don't 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 worry about those uh those those are going to take a little longer to heal uh all right he doesn't press but he does seem worried um after fixing up your wounds which are the worst uh he has a conversation with the cook to insist that you get uh an extra biscuit and a ration of grog, and then heads out to make sure that uh, the rest of the crew is getting the right rest. Um, and Leo leaves you behind the five of you uh, alone in the mess hall as the crew rows and oars and works sails outside, trying to escape the uh, uh, the Nasher, which is slowly gaining speed. Based on what the doctor said, you have likely eight hours, maybe more, before the uh, Nasher is upon you. Some would imply that's long enough for a long rest. Um, and uh, so I would suggest you spend this time long resting. That doesn't necessarily mean sleeping. just means resting aboard the ship, not doing anything too strenuous. Uh, is there any complaints about that idea? Absolutely no. none. No, sorry All right. you hit die or two. Or actually, I only have one at first level. That's well, good. If we're taking a long rest, you don't need to. Yeah, long rest, you get all of your hit points back. Sweet. Yeah. So at the doctor's orders, at the orders of Dr. Leo Hacksaw Calvay, uh, that Mon Magie man, uh, you uh, have taken a rest, or have begun to take a rest. Um, it's probably hard to sleep, since you know that in the morning, uh, a pirate ship loaded to the teeth with cannons and with a 
ram that breathes fire and crewed by orcs and minotaurs and barbaric creatures and captained by a half dragon woman uh since that crew that ship will take you by the morning and surely your death will follow sleeping's pretty hard uh but you do now have a point where the doctor has given you order to rest and for context of how a ship works uh each officer has domain over certain uh, features. In fact, the captain only really has power over what the crew's goal is, like what treasure you're going after, and uh, power over what the crew does during battle. You're not technically in battle right now. You're in a chase, which is close to battle. Uh, so that means that the captain technically doesn't have absolute authority over what the ship should do right now. For example, the quartermaster is deciding what path of navigation they take. The bosun is deciding like what the ship can uh, handle at this moment for certain sail lengths and certain uh, row speeds. Uh, the first mate is deciding how cruise shifts should be set up. Uh, the doctor, or no, the cook is deciding what the feeding schedule is like right now and what areas get fed food. And the doctor, Leo Calve, or Hacksaw Calve, he has decided, uh, he still is managing the health of the crew and has decided that the five of you ought to uh, be resting. Now, it's worth noting, while he's patched up jewels, uh, he didn't do anything to tend to uh, disease that, uh, 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 Phil might have been exposed to with his open sores in the uh, in the Bilgewater. Recall he prevented the rest of you from entering, saying no, you'll get filth fever down here. Uh, but he's not named Leo prescribes antibiotics Calve. He has the nickname Hacksaw Calve. <laughs> um, and so his, uh, his disease prevention strategy is prevent it and then uh, remove it. There's no, uh, it's prevent it or remove it. There's no treat it option in there. So, uh, Phil, you better hope that uh, you didn't catch anything in those open sores in the bilge water, uh, because there's only one real solution aboard the Sturge. Uh, <clears throat> however, oh <laughs> uh, as you, uh, or so you, you're kind of now left to your own devices. And, and the reason I point out that the, that uh, Hacksaw Calve has, um, sort of uh dominance in there or like mastery in the domain of your health is before when uh captain lascalar ordered you below deck and threatened you with having your throat slit and thrown overboard if you were to deny him aka mutinying um that no longer actually remains true while captain lascalar might not like the idea of you not working on the oars he doesn't have the power to force you to work on the oars anymore. A pirate ship is not a tyranny. It is not a dictatorship. It is usually a cruel and twisted democracy. Um, and it, or at least a republic, kind of. Um, and at this point, or oligarchy, it, it's not a tyranny. Uh, and at this point, uh, so like the officer who has domain over your uh, condition, health, uh, is now in control of you. So you actually are free to move about the ship, even if Lascalar is mad about it. If another officer orders you to do something, situationally, they might actually have power in there. So you'd still have to listen to them. But uh, And it's still, for political reasons, for your own good, best to not get on any officer's bad side. Uh, but it's worth noting, no longer does the threat of your throat being slit 
uh, way on top of you, uh, which means that you kind of have the next, the rest of the late afternoon into evening, and I guess it's evening now, so the rest of the evening and night and early morning hours to do as you please taking a long rest. So long as you don't do anything too strenuous, like get into combat for more than an hour or decide to go for like a big swim or anything super stressful, uh, you'll gain the benefit of a long rest, regardless of what you're up to while aboard the ship tonight. Um, which is cool because, again, the Nasher will likely be upon you by morning. Uh, so with that in mind, you're given kind of this first chance having survived your adventure, but having the chest and all of the XP within taken away from you. Sorry, all the treasure within taken away from you. <laughs> Uh, and with Captain Laskalar hoarding it in his rooms, you'll get your shares. But as Scrub Watch, your shares are tiny. A fraction of pittance. <laughs> um, and so with that in mind, uh, you find yourself eating an extra serving of biscuits, which is a very hard piece of tack that's been soaked in that bacon salt or that uh, salt pork fat water. Um, and so giving you, giving you a little bit of that uh, salty, oily taste, and that's your meal: is two biscuits and a mug of grog. And as you sit enjoying your grog mug, uh, is there a game you're playing? Uh, like it's common for pirates to play uh, liars dice is a common one. Uh, cards, if the if a person can find it, is also common. Is anyone proficient in any games? Five fingers. <laughs> Uh, I'm not, but I want to put my grog on the table as a, a betting tool. I want to bet to get someone else's grog. Nice. All right. What game do you play with your grog ration? I feel, do you uh, know how to play five fingers? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I hold up 10 fingers on, on both my hands or 10 fingers total. <laughs> <laughs> 20 fingers, fingers. <laughs> uh, you clearly do not know I hold up my hands and like there's a bunch of scars on my fingers <laughs> why would yeah. you do that as a wait you're a musician who <laughs> plays five fingers with his hands oh no <laughs> so I win right my hands are a lot prettier than yours <laughs> that is not, that is not how you play as a game <laughs> All right, I let you show me how to play, and I'm confident I will beat you. All right, place your hand, palm down on the table. Phil does so. And then I pull out a knife and, like, flick it in between my fingers and then stab it in the middle of our, like, between our hands. You know, I, I feel bad for those listening because they don't get to see the visual flourishes that you do, Rubert, with everything because it adds so much flavor for me. <laughs> Seeing and as you like pantomime yourself rolling the blade out of your pocket and then positioning your hand, it's cool as heck. <laughs> Plus your hands are actually covered in bloody cuts all over in real yeah, life. The fact too. that you're playing five fingers right now, it seems inappropriate, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I just have I a box cutter right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. A modern day pirate, the shipping industry. Uh, <laughs> so, my apologies for the crosstalk. Uh, all right, so, uh, uh, Rubert, you are showing Phil how to play Five Fingers. You pull out the knife, you uh, lay out your hand with a flourish. Uh, how do you play? Well, you basically stab in between all of your fingers going back and forth. 
And if you stab yourself, well, you just try to do it as many times as you can within 60 seconds. If you stab yourself in the finger, you have to stop and reset. But it's basically how many times can you go between all of your fingers back and forth in 60 seconds? It is a simple game. Is this a roll? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. You go first. All right, of and course. Now, for clarity, uh, Robert, is that now? Is that what you chose as the game set that you're proficient in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, I will. Uh, I'll allow it. Um, if someone is proficient in sleight of hand as well, I'll let them add that proficiency. <laughs> so, if you're proficient in both sleight of hand and five fingers, you can do both. You can double your proficiency, like basically expertise. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> And in Robert's case, where as a bard, you are half proficient in all th- things that you're not proficient in. Is that true? Yeah, but I'm proficient in sleight of hand. Okay. Cool. Uh, does anyone agree, as you see Robert's hands that suggest he's played it a lot and maybe not good at it because he's got a lot of cuts. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to wager their grog ration on this? Uh, this seems simple enough. <laughs> Actually, yes, Elner, I would love to play with you. <laughs> it strikes me it's a very slow and steady game. <laughs> oh no, it's just going to be click. <laughs> click. Click. Watch him be a cool. hundred yard dash here. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll give it a shot. I've, I've already got plenty of other cuts. A couple more couldn't hurt. Celeste, do you join the the five fingers game? I'll watch. All right, and oh, please, Celeste, what do the cards say? You want? I take a look, but I don't tell him. <laughs> All right. uh, Phil, what do you uh, do? You agree to play this game? Yeah, of course. Uh, I nudge up next to Celeste. What do the cards say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mutter the wager to him of what I drew. <laughs> So uh, everyone's betting their sh- their ration of grog. Now, grog is a rare thing. You get only a certain amount uh, rationed to you every day. Uh, it is a gross combine of orange juice. And orange peel is more accurate. And uh, rum. Uh, it's said to be the only thing that can prevent a man from truly catching the spring fever, which is a fever that rare. Uh, it come- it's called spring fever because... Uh, landlubbers get it uh come spring after a hard winter they often get uh a fever abruptly that kills them makes their teeth fall out and die uh or, and um however as sailors you it's often not referred to as spring fever it's just called the uh the the rotting king's touch is a common name among it uh and basically once a sailor catches the rotting king's touch it's assumed that there's no hope left for him for he has been ta- uh, marked for doom by the rotting king. Uh, of course, we as real world people know of uh, this spring fever, this rotting king's touch as scurvy. And the real cure is orange, or is like vitamin C, but they don't know that in the Shattered Isles, and you don't either. Uh, so, grog and avoiding. Um, certain activities at certain day, time of day, those are the only known cures to uh, or preventions to this disease. Uh, so wagering this 
it's not like a haha whatever i'll do something else like this is worth something to you it can save you from a disease and it can get you drunk which is the only joy you can find at sea <laughs> maybe that's a little uh, exaggeration thanks <laughs> right. all right you you first rubert of course let me demonstrate Go ahead and make a uh, dexterity sleight of hand plus five fingers roll. <laughs> and I'm going to count to success like a round as every five you get. Uh, eight, uh, 15. Wow. All right. So Rubert goes about three passes like there, back, there, back, there, back, and then nicks his thumb. It's not Ooh. enough to really wound him, but it's enough ah. to. Uh, Make him pull his hand back. Uh, who goes next? The uh, the record is set at three. You're, you've all anteed in. If you back out at this point, so everyone but Celeste is anteed in. If you back out at this point, you just forfeit your grog ration. I can beat that. Zelnern slowly leans his his large, broad hand on the table. <laughs> I am looking clutches. at. I'm looking at my deck as I'm casting guidance, knowing what I drew. Wait, oh, you oh. cast Guidance on Zilner? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> what did you draw? I drew the Miser. That actually really fits for a, a slow, curmudgeony mm-hmm. guy like Zilner. Yeah, slow I'm, and steady. I'm so excited to see Zilner in Rage. Uh, I just want to see the... Uh, is it a slow anger? Is it a change of character to a violent rage? No one knows. Maybe he takes on the spirit of the rock. <laughs> So, Zelner, do you rage before you do this? No, I have to concentrate and go slow and steady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, please uh, roll a dice. Roll, Roll a d20 and add your dex mod, and if you're proficient in sleight of hand... Or five figures add your proficiency. Two yeah, minus the one. Guidance. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get plus one d4 for Celeste's guidance. Worth it. <laughs> so Celeste, um, you drew the miser, and uh, you interpreted the card to mean uh, that uh, it would be Zelnern. Zelnern, however, slowly pokes down once holds his hand up and like leverages it, aims it down slowly. And it's clear to everyone that Zelnern is failing terribly. This is not how you play this He's game. He's being a miser about it. Uh, and uh, so you were right that he'd be a miser, but so much so that he forfeits the game by not properly playing. Well, I was being <laughs> careful. <laughs> uh, the implied rule of the game is bravado and showmanship by going as quick as you can and by going precise and slow you showed yourself to be a nerd um, <laughs> but he didn't and, stab uh, himself so uh, Celeste your prediction was correct he was a miser but yeah. that's also what caused him to lose Zelnern your slow and steady pace and your minus one to dex and your <laughs> total roll of one <laughs> Is uh not enough to beat Robert's flourishing three successes. Uh, who goes next? Jules, you want to go or should I go? Uh, sure, I'll go. I kind of uh, 
go in not particularly skillfully, but just very brashly, clearly not afraid of getting cut. Um, <laughs> let's roll it. a good it. characterizing moment for people. Thank you. And I got a 16. Shit. 16. Oh, wow. You actually... You do actually about as good as Rubert, because I said I count every five as a success. So there's a slight better elegance to it, but you do end up cutting your index finger. I kind of just add it. It's like another one on the pile. Okay. I don't react too much. (laughs) And what about you, Phil? Uh, How do you do? Rubert and, uh, and Jules managed to go three rounds without cutting themselves. All right. Uh, Phil goes in quick and fast about it too. He like puts his arcane firearm down on the table, picks up the whoa, knife. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's not whoa. how we play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can have it. You, you put the arcane firearm to your head. Click. You pass the chamber to the next person. <laughs> but your feathers fly out. No. Yeah, I, like put it down on the table, facing him. Just some, a little bit of intimidation. Uh, what's the roll? It's gonna be a dexterity sleight of hand plus five fingers, but it sounds like you're not proficient in that. Got a one, baby. Did you lose a foot yeah. and a finger the same day? <laughs> it slips out of your hand. It goes into your leg. <laughs> you're going oh, to be a cyborg by the end oh. of this game. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you actually are going to go ahead and suffer a consequence there. Um, I'm going to get a long rest. <laughs> No, it's worse than that. Um, <laughs> go ahead and click for me. At least my mm-hmm. one wasn't un- it was unnatural. Christmas, Christmas while playing a knife game. <laughs> uh, here, one second. Uh, I, I just need to pull up this. I wasn't prepped to have this happen to you, so like I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have my rules pulled up and ready. What's um, a good uh, good smuggler without a few missing fingers? No, it's not the fingers. Um, so, okay, I'm going to give you the choice here. It's going to be a choice that's going to cost you inspiration to choose. You can either do uh, lose a finger or or break a finger. Uh, lose a finger is going to give you dis- a disadvantage on dexterity sleight of hand checks and dexterity checks to use fine tools such as thieves tools <laughs> using the hand with which you lost the finger. It will take magic like regenerate or uh, uh, or like magic like the regenerate spell uh, to restore that lost finger or break a finger just because it got damaged so badly uh, which gives also disadvantage on dexterity sleight of hand checks and attempts to use uh, thieves tools and other fine tools uh but that injury heals if you receive magical healing of sixth level or greater or it can be set with a dc 10 wisdom medicine check and if you spend 10 and after 10 days it'll heal so if you spend inspiration i'll let you only have broken your finger and still losing a finger on your left hand I want my inspiration. <laughs> Wait, don't you need your sleight of hand as a smuggler? Well, use I can use my right hand. hand. Yeah, I can just use my right hand. As long as All I right. have my shooting hand, that's fine. I feel like you deserve way more than one inspiration. I'm going <laughs> to give you three points of inspiration for uh, having just crippled your left hand willingly. Uh, Famous last words. I only need one uh-oh. hand. 
your game is cut horribly short, as uh, I do need you to roll a d4 to determine which of the fingers you lost. Uh, Pinky is one, index is four. It is a three. You lose your middle finger on your left hand. Uh, you're like Assassin's Creed now. Uh, oh, yeah. As you sever the finger, there is a pausing moment where all of you look, and then blood starts spurting out. Uh, Phil, <laughs> I need you to make a DC 10 con save to not like faint from the horror of this. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Uh, oh, right. no, I didn't add my modifier. I'm sorry. It's a ten with my modifier. Just barely does <laughs> Phil Collins not pass out from shooting <laughs> off his middle finger. Instead, it's only screams. Uh does any or what do you all do? Zell Nern's complaining, slow and steady, slow and steady. Uh Rubert, your game has just resulted in a crew a fellow crew member losing a finger. How do you feel? Oh no, this is not how it was supposed to go. Leo, Leo, where's Leo? <laughs> go get Leo, go get Leo. I'll, I'll run to go get Leo. No, Jules, <laughs> up. Jules, before, as you scoot back your chair, you realize Rubera has just told you to leave the table yeah. and go get Leo. If you leave the table, you are forfeiting the competition. And right now, you and Rubera are tied. If I you leave will, the table, you give up your grog share to him. No, can I try and convince Rubert to leave so I can jerk my grog while he's gone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jules. Well, I, I want to understand first from Jules who was saying he was going. So you, you pull push your chair back. Are you willing to leave knowing you forfeit your grog to Rubert, who might be scamming you? I'm about to just leave because I think it's more important to take care of uh, my boy Phil. But if Phil's going to try to pull a move, I'll definitely. No, I don't want to change your game. Do your thing. All right, Rubert, you demonstrate, or not Rubert, uh, Jules, you demonstrate that you care more about friends than Grog, a strange trait for a pirate to be sure, but perhaps a good thing. Uh, you push your chair back. Zelnern, you also shove your chair back and are heading off to find Leo? Uh. All right, Jules and uh, Zelnern head off, uh, quickly looking for Leo to explain that uh, Phil has lost his finger. <laughs> In a rest. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, so as they go off to find him, I need the two of you to make a, uh, an investigation check. Uh, Zelnern and uh, uh, and Jules, uh, who's got a higher investigation modifier? Minus uh, plus one. Three. Minus one and plus three, is that what I heard? Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead, Jules. Make an uh, investigation check with advantage. Okay. Uh, I'm also, I'm going to, like, whistle into the dagger that he stabbed down into it and then i'm like uh give uh uh sorry phil give me your hand give me your hand quickly don't touch me no give me your hand please <laughs> I, give, I give him my hand as i like i whistle into it uh and i it like is now like searing hot i press it against it to cauterize it as i cast <laughs> heal as i cast healing word uh, healing word this whole time. That's good because I was about to make uh, uh, Phil make a death or dying save uh, from the act of having cut his finger off. Uh, mm. So it's good. It's good. Uh, 
Phil, you gain that HP that he's just given you. Um, Jules, what was your investigation check result? I got a 7 Ten. HP. 10? And that yeah. was with advantage from uh, Rubert? Yeah. Or from, not Rubert, uh, I just like saying Rubert, it's that rolled R. Uh, that was with advantage from Zelnern? Yeah, I rolled bad. All right, no, that's still good, because I actually only needed a 10. Uh, the doctor isn't too hard to find. Um, you find him, and Leo looks over and he says, I thought you were supposed to be resting, huh? And you, what do you tell him? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we got a little excited. What happened? You didn't go back to rowing, did you? I said, wait. No, not rowing. We were uh, playing some games <laughs> over Grog. and uh, uh, oh, He rolls his eyes and he says, oh, the number of times I've patched, you, uh, patched these sailors up for a, 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 a fist fight or a brawl over it or a cut on the hand. Is that what it is? He sees the bleeding on your hand. You don't even need to patch that up. Oh, no, it's not for me. It's uh, Phil lost a finger. <laughs> his eyes go wide. What? <laughs> yeah, he's he's bleeding. We okay. need your help. As long as we don't cauterize the wound or anything, <laughs> uh, get that finger reattached quickly. Uh, he he grabs Zelnern and uh, and uh, dumb. <laughs> he grabs Zelnern and uh, uh, Jules and he rushes back. You leading him, he bursts into the room and he says, "What happened?" Or I understand what happened. Phil, your finger has been amputated. Allow me. Uh, he oh, don't worry him. about it. I cauterized the wound already. <laughs> he looks at I hold you. My just... hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, you did what? I cauterized the wound. I healed it. It's fine. <laughs> he looks at it and he says, All right, we have two options. <laughs> I can cut away a bit more flesh <laughs> and attach the finger to what's left there. It will never work quite right. The nerves won't yeah. line up but you at least won't look like you have only four fingers. Or you can exist with four fingers and probably lead a perfectly functional life unless you like working with fine tools. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to roll a higher low to see what I'll do here. <laughs> Wait, which one's it, which? <laughs> Phil just actually goes to the table and like flips it. <laughs> All right, if I roll high, I'll have him try and reattach it. There's also no guarantee that reattaching the finger will work. Now, we are off in some Tarothi hospital or back in the Onsen Chapelle at Zilkomnes. If we were at Zimkomnes, the doctors there, they could stitch your hand back together. Good as new. Out here, there's a 50-50 chance it'll get infected and you'll lose the whole hand if I try to (laughs) reattach it. Only need one hand. Phil feels his foot aching and he's like, yeah, I think I'm good. I think uh, I can make this work. I can make, I pull out my thieves tools and try and hold them. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I can make this work. Oh, it's so sad. And again, that's only if you have like a situation. So if ever you're in a situation where you need to use your left hand to use your thieves tools, you are going to have disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> Got it. But most of the time, you can put your gun in your left hand and thieves' tools to your right hand, so it'll be fine. Uh, so you choose not to have your finger reattached, knowing it might lead to gangrene and uh, make you lose the whole hand? Yeah, I rolled a seven. Huh. Let's cauterize. He's good now. <laughs> um, uh, you see the doctor shakes his head and uh, says that he'll be checking on you regularly to make sure that doesn't get infected. He then tells Rubert, 
good thinking on the quick action, but uh, you know, he he knew what they signed up for. Ruber, <laughs> Ruber, can I keep my grog? <laughs> yes, no, honestly, yeah, please, you you need it, please. Um, you see that uh, you see that the doctor isn't quite happy with that response. It was a very uh, dismissive of the crew and their well-being kind of response, and he doesn't like that you put the crew in jeopardy. However, he leaves to tend to other crew members, and he uh, has less of an opinion of Rubert and a greater opinion of Jules. What um? I have a question. What an herbal would an herbalism kit help like either reduce the pain or reduce infection? Um, you could grab some like seagrass and stuff. The problem is there's not a lot of herbs in the ocean. Um, unless you go deep below the waves, in which case there's herbs aplenty. Um, but so you could maybe use it to help. But the risk of infections also, it's pretty high. Ships are dirty. Very, very dirty. Um, so you uh, could try. Phil, I'm, I'm, Phil, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't realize you were so bad at five fingers. <laughs> Your apology. If I do that, we would have just played liars' dice. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> so, this long rest has so far proved more dangerous than a uh, than a, a goblin encounter. What's up, nerds? It's it's me. It's your boy Ryan again here, uh, who plays your favorite bard on Chaotic Normal, Rubeo Grace, and wanted to say here at the end of the episode, uh, thank you again for listening. It means a lot to me and all of us. Just wanted to give some shout outs to Brendan Walsh for the music, Aaron McGraw for the art, and uh, just a call to action for everyone to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, Chaotic Norm Pod. I think is what it is there. Just, you know, Google or search Chaotic Normal or Chaotic Norm and you'll find us there. And, uh, yeah, any questions or comments that you want to just let us know about, go to uh, send those to chaoticnormpod at gmail. We'll answer some of those uh, eventually once I have the time to set up that uh, Patreon where we'll start releasing bonus episodes. I promise. I promise I'll do it. Um but yeah, I think that's everything. Nothing, nothing, nothing major. How, how are you guys? I'll give you some time to answer. Oh, cool. Good to hear it. Or, man, that sucks, but you'll get through it. Um, but yeah, so we'll, our next episode, episode five, will be going up next week. And uh, I'll talk to you then. So until next week, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.